Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our show where you'll get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. Okay, let's get started. Here's my co-host, Mike Sherrick. This is a special show. This is our fantasy football extravaganza. We got some people in the studio with us. We got Gary Fennessy's with us. Hey, Gary. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Good, man. We got Tony Dick or Anthony Derricks, however. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Fantasy, fantasy guru. We got my idiot brother, Terry's in, in the studio with us. <laughs> He's going to hopefully commit a few crimes, and we've got the pause button on him, so God only knows what will happen there. Good afternoon. Oh, Thank man. you for inviting me, Michael. Hey, you're welcome, dude. And, of course, my partner, Bob. So we're all here. Also on the line, we got uh, Tom Zellney. I believe Tom Zellney's on the line, too. And so, Hi, Mike. Hey, Tom. How you doing? So we're going to talk hey, about... Hey, Tom. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about fantasy football and the phenomena of fantasy football. But before we do that, we're going to get into a little bit of what the show's about, and then we'll, we'll pick up the fantasy football when Bob's done. But uh, Bob's got some stuff for us. Well, okay. So the show is basically kind of like real coaching in real time, which fantasy football is a good... Uh, a good way to start it off, but actually, uh, what I want to start out with is what we usually start out with, but it's which is we call it documentation of existing conditions, which is basically news segments that I find can trigger Mike in some way. <laughs> no, man, they just speak to the condition of the world we live in today, right? That's all. Yeah. yeah, and if we call it the news, we're thinking that it'll play to what people think the news actually is, and so what we're trying to do is. Because the show is committed to leadership, lifelong learning, critical thinking, we kind of want to alter the context that people listen to what they normally would see as the news and look at it in a, with a critical mindset or, you know, asking questions, right? So what kind of stupid news articles do you have? Well, okay. So my first one is, and you may have heard about this already, but the Obamas buying a $15 million yeah, estate on yeah. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, Barry and Big Mike. Yeah, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 29 acres, uh, 6,800-square-foot 6, house. Are they concerned with the global warming and it, the raising it, of the water conditions it, it, or anything? It's not so much that. Okay. It's that they, well, first of all, they're not concerned about it, obviously. Otherwise, okay. they wouldn't have bought the, maybe a great <laughs> insurance policy, I'm sure. Uh, so, you know, they went from, like, making whatever he was making as a, as a president to being worth $135 million. Yeah, the guy went in with a net worth of $600,000 mm-hmm. as a president. He came out yeah. with a net worth of $130,000. How, right. how, how does that work? Well, that's the question we want to ask. We want our listeners to ask that yeah. question before they say, oh, let me go out and buy that book she wrote that she got a hundred. What, wait, what was the $40 million? I guess there's no profit like non-for-profit. By the way, she's they're investigating her. What, how much money she got for the book deal, by the way. Oh, well. There's a little bit of something funny going becoming. on there. She's becoming wealthy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I also want to mention. I, I refer to her as Big Mike. I just like that. I can't separate myself from my own, what I'm bringing to this conversation mm-hmm. regarding the news, because I have this feeling that we're becoming, there's so much fake stuff going on. There's yeah. fake news. There's fake pile. Mm-hmm. Everything is fake, right? So I got. Well, we're, what play, I, we're talking about fancy football. I, today, I, I, so. right. <laughs> pretty fake. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what. Exactly, so I, I yeah, have. So I have. I have we got something five fake I can't team show. Owners here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't show this on the air, but I, I, I really want Mike to know this yeah. is the society that we're becoming. You can't really show that. Oh Jesus! But that, <laughs> oh my. Okay, we're becoming. <laughs> we're, that's the society. It's all what like a one. It's it's plastic. Plastic. That's awesome. It's not real, right? Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna show Terry. Terry I saw it. I saw Terry, it. Terry's, Terry's probably yeah. got one of his base. <laughs> so, <yeah. now. laughs> 
So, I mean, are we becoming that kind of society? That's know. my question That's for today. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, so the next one, in terms of like goofy, crazy, you know, this is a one I think is so. And I know you must have heard this during the week too. Is is that apparently heterosexuality is not working? Yeah, it's not working anymore. No. Yeah. And the reason it's not work, working is because uh, women uh, uh, are basically increasingly realizing that they don't need heterosexuality. Uh, and so there, the NBC News actually came out and said this. They said, as a snapshot of 2019 America, these stories represent a startling picture. Men continue to coerce, harass, rape, and kill girls and women and go to extreme lengths to avoid responsibility for their actions, she states. On the other side of the issue, girls and women are challenging heterosexuality and even absconding from it altogether. So, pa- I, patriarchy it is most potent <laughs> when oppression doesn't feel like oppression and when it's packaged in terms of biology, religion, or basic social needs like security, comfort, acceptance, and success. So I just want to check in. We, we have, we're blessed with a millennial, right? Yeah. 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 When you hear stuff like this. Oh. What do you think? Uh, I went cross-eyed about halfway through. <laughs> that's the that's the yeah. That, that, would be, that, that we call that healthy psychological reaction to like, right? Yeah, yeah. See, rather than see, oh, this is what's, what's for lunch. This is what's great. You know, mostly we're a bunch of old white dudes in here, but we got like a young millennial vital man who, you know, it, we're we're told are much more sensitive. I don't see. Yeah. So next up, next up, I check out. I just check out. That's it. Check out of that conversation. I'm I'm on the next thing. Yeah. Next up in the plasticine news department (laughs) is Michigan State University instructed student employees to avoid using words and phrases including quote but quote I apologize and quote no problem apparently because they're triggers. So uh, this is they're basically saying that. If I'm saying no problem, that's leading a customer to believe that they could be a problem or that they could be an inconvenience to you. And we're just asserting to them that they're not, according to the facilities manager of MSU, uh, whose name is Sheila Balbach. And I think maybe she should get a phone call from people out there just to ask further questions. Among the triggers of the were the phrase, it's our policy, quote unquote, which should apparently be replaced with here's what we can do. So they're going to change it from it's our policy to here's what we can do. Okay. Yeah. You should have, which apparently should be replaced with what others have found helpful. And then the only thing we can do, which should be replaced with the best option would be. So there, we're basically, as Mike and I have been maintaining, there's an assault on objective reality. That's just a little editorializing. Yeah. But uh, so, okay. We'll which go we try not to do one. in this segment, Bob, but you're, that's okay. Yeah, I know. I'm doing not so good of a so, job there. Uh, so more, more politically correct (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Luxury beliefs are the latest symbol for rich Americans. So rich Americans are apparently the upper class benefits socially from decrying its own privilege while paying no actual price for it. This is from New York post. Okay. My head's starting to split. Uh, Yeah. Translate that. This is. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, a former classmate from Yale University told me monogamy is kind of outdated and not good for society. So I asked her what background she. This is actually a complicated story. Yeah. But it's the basic idea is that the author is saying a, a, a luxury belief is that religion is irrational or harmful, and then members of the upper class are most likely to be atheists or non-religious, but they have the resources and access to thrive 
without the unifying social edifice of religion, which uh, I guess the n- number one thing I'm getting out of this is total confusion. Like, <laughs> I'm, I lo- you lost me like three minutes ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I checked out. Yeah, <laughs> these yeah. are checkout conversations. He, he, <laughs> this is in the realm of... That's why you're successful okay. in corporate America. You hear this stuff, <laughs> and you're like, so, call me when you need me. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You so, don't even engage with... See, like, I would get irritated and say something inflammatory. Yeah. You just... Just, and then uh, you come back and you're like, let's get onto this task. And yeah. I've got a spreadsheet. <laughs> right? or, or just business. Let's just get yeah, on with just, business. Just get on with business. So okay. now in But great... that's very patriarchal and condescending, you know, <laughs> because you're not taking into I'm surprised there's not an article on that. Too, you're not taking into consideration my feels. Oh, yeah. Okay. As, yeah. as, as our listeners <laughs> yeah. may already know, Mike and I are passionate observers of the First and Second Amendments. So Well, we're, we're good with actually the first 10. Oh, the first 10 mean a lot okay good i like that too so here guns are hard to get in britain but they're not that hard so the commonplace types of lethal interpersonal violence are stabbings with knives and of course now that they're they're going to make the points off the knives well that's the basic idea but uh so knife crime has gone knife crime has gone up precipitously in great britain bob seger song so here's what they're doing to fight knife crime you ready what uh a uh chain of chicken stores um, is going to be changing their boxes. They're going to say, we are rolling out our knife-free chicken boxes in over 210 <laughs> chicken shops in England and Wales, including Morley's, Dixie Chicken, and Chicken Cottage. These are They use real-life stories to show people how they can go knife-free. That's amazing. They're going to go knife-free. All right. So I don't know how. I, you've sufficiently triggered me. In like a uh, number of areas, yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's like the level of stupidity you achieve. So this did, is outstanding. Great so work. So, did you want to introduce our new, uh, some of our or all of our new yeah. sponsors, or should we? Both uh, yeah, go we back gotta, and forth. Yeah, let, let's uh, touch in. I also want to acknowledge that my buddy Shinebox is on the phone. Okay, cool. All right, and with welcome, Tom Zellany and Shinebox. You there? That Shinebox is here. Are you drunk? Well, no, it's early in the day. I have I have goals for later though. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so we're gonna goals are important. We're, goals we're gonna take a break in about a minute, but we're gonna jump back into fantasy football. We just got into some of uh, Bob's reporting. We're, we're just we're just documenting the condition of the United States of America right now. So a shout out to some of our sponsors wow. I wanna say. Okay, new sponsor, Suburban Sports in Melrose Park is now a sponsor. They are a gun store. We salute you. We thank you. And we just, the Beltrami family has been in business for 78 years, 22 years at this location. And Jim Beltrami, I said, did I say, I think so. I said Beltrami. Yeah, Jim Beltrami is currently the owner, and we're so happy to have him on board. Ecotech Pest Control uh, is coming back on. Ipsy Limited, which is a power pressure washing and industrial cleaning equipment. It's high PSI. First thing we want to do is we want to talk about kind of the history of fantasy football. And I want to get clear on how people got into it and how they heard about it. So I'd like to go to the young guy in our in our studio here, Tony Dick. <laughs> how did you hear how'd you get involved in fantasy football? So this got uh, passed down to me in the in the Dick family. Um, <laughs> I, I must have been in high school, middle school, yeah. um, and my brother in our family, like extended family league, yeah. someone dropped out and he's like, uh, Tony, do you want to do fancy football? Do you, do you know what that is? I'm like, well, no, but I'd like to I'd like to do How it. How old were you? Uh, I had to be, you know, 13, 12. Awesome. So yeah. like real young. Um, you know, I, I started getting into football and so naturally, all right, get into fancy football and then just kind of taking off from there. Yeah. Cool, man. 
Hey, Shinebox, how long you been in a fantasy yes, football? How long you been in a fantasy football? Oh, my gosh. I bet it's been 15 years. 15 years. And mine, mine was a religious experience. I got invited by some guys <laughs> at church. Of course you did. Much, much, much were, deeper. Were there deeper. drinks and cigars involved? <laughs> Not in this particular group, no. Okay. <laughs> We're not. So I'm no longer part of that fantasy league, so to speak. And uh, yeah, so you're yeah, part of more fun now. Shinebox, Shinebox, and I are we met in an online league that's just morphed into one of the weirdest freaking experiences in the world. These guys are all idiots, <laughs> and they're from all over the world. We got a guy from China and a guy from England, and we actually met a couple years ago in uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, when everyone came together. It's it, it's just, it's hilarious. And the ball, and it just get, the ball breaking it got weirder it goes on. from there, and it just gets weirder. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Well, awesome, man. Well, thanks for being here, man. And Zell, you're here. Absolutely. Is Zell on the phone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Hey, and you, you're part of the the Bro Football League, and kind of the longest reigning commissioner, scandal free commissioner. I, I must say, one of the one of the few, <laughs> and also That's the guy who. Uh, what's that? That's a rarity. Yeah, I think that we've had like five commissioners. I think half of them have been a couple been indicted. <laughs> yeah, indicted. Kind of like Illinois politics. It's a that? lot like <laughs> Illinois politics. You know, the original commissioner was thrown out, and like Illinois politics, found his way to be back into power. I don't know how that happened. That's right? right. <laughs> I know. God, who would that was guy be? Blagojevich sold him the spot, man. <laughs> oh, there was a little thing about some inappropriation of certain activity. We, we, we kind of had a secret draft for re-entry people from the USFL, and some guys got their panties in a bunch because they weren't included. But I don't know why they didn't think that was fair. Probably don't even remember that. But So, um, yeah, so, Garrett, what, you you got involved by witnessing the first oh, draft. Oh, yeah, I right? saw the first draft. My roommate, uh, John Short, is one of the original members. Uh, we were roommates going through graduate school together that took us seven years <laughs> but, but, <laughs> and there's there's a few drinks in between that um yeah and, and i witnessed the first draft and uh i just had to be part of it and it's and we, i'm sure we're going to get into the reasons why you know yeah. but that's it i just witnessed it it was kind of a yeah. smoky cloudy kind of day very cloudy, cloudy. Yeah, there, it was yeah, a it was purple haze we don't mean Jimi hendrix <laughs> that's right yeah, that was, was raining that's right it was quite yeah. the event yeah and, uh, Tara, how about you? You were at the first one. Do you remember any of it? Yeah, I remember. I took Ron Jaworski as my very first pick because quarterbacks went first. We were drawn out of the yeah, hat. Yeah, And uh, then they're all, there's still the classic, and it was brought up yesterday by Mr. Ruzich because yeah. I got the first pick of the tight end, which I never got around to researching. So yeah. who, did I, who did I pick, Michael? You took Robin Earl. <laughs> yes. And left Kellen Winslow on the sidelines. On, side the, on yeah. the table. That was a good idea. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah, Robin Earl. I think he had one touchdown in his life, and it was, <laughs> yeah, and that's how it all started, man. You know, we um, didn't Kel- Kellen uh, made it to the uh, Hall of Fame? Yeah, I believe you know, he so made he, it to the Hall of yeah, Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, he had so, a pretty good yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, pretty good life. <laughs> yeah. His kid's not doing so well, but, <laughs> but yeah, but he did well. You know, he used to live next door to Ox. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because he, he he went to law school in Chicago, and while he was in law school, he lived next door to Ox. So yeah, that's pretty fun. But yeah, so yeah, the. We're, we're, most of us here are part of the Bro Football League, which is this, I, I'm sure that's a politically incorrect term, right? Not 39 years ago, it wasn't. Yeah, th- well, there was no political incorrectness. <laughs> and, and this league has been going on for 39 years. And we're it's, around before political correctness. It was, it that's was a pre-date. date. That'll date you. Yeah, yeah. So it's been pretty cool and pretty wacky. And uh, Zell, what's your recollection of the, 
the big early days of the fantasy football league? Well, I, I was invited in in 1985, so the league had already been around for five years. Uh, I know my recollection of the early days was a lot of uh, turmoil. <laughs> you were the commissioner then. Who was? And was I the commissioner? Commissioner. I hadn't been yeah, thrown out yet? Point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, the thing about it was, and back in the old days, uh, you know, we got the statistics out of the newspaper. Yeah. There was no computer available at the time, and we got it from magazine. Yeah. Uh, we, everything had to be calling it into the commissioner every week, and yeah. a lot of there were a lot of phone calls, a lot of mail. Yeah, mail. Guys, and, guys would have uh, to bring self-addressed stamp envelopes, envelopes to the to the drafts. Yeah. That's how you would get your results. Wow. Right? You know, and the Chicago Tribune was the uh, source of truth. Yeah, source, source of, of the truth. truth. Yeah, yeah, right. Every, yeah, everybody bought a Monday and Tuesday newspaper. Yeah, because that was the official score scorekeeping of the BFL. Yeah, yeah. So it was, and you had to catch out because Mike missed everything. He couldn't. He couldn't see I anything. Not. I was awesome. Oh, you. Oh my God! I'm getting bad <laughs> raps here. You know, I, I'm kind of a visionary guy. Details are my are my thing. What, what I remember a lot of that too is there's a lot of trust and denial through that whole process because you, know, you would you would have to put you'd have to call in yeah. and pick and you had to trust that the commissioner that you know who called in first or not you didn't yeah. you never oh, do especially, especially on free agents yeah, yeah that's right free yeah. agents yeah. oh yeah yeah so yeah. I'm gonna say I operated at about a ninety eight point five percent level of integrity. Okay, we'll let you go with that, Mike. Yeah, I think, I, of course, there were a couple of errors, you know. <laughs> to my point about denial, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so anyway, yeah, that's kind of the that's why That's why Zell let everything go to his, uh, to his machine, so that way it's like, you could tell who called in first. It wasn't up to discretion. Oh, no, I took the call, and, you know, Gary called in before you, Terry, so guess what? It, Gary's yeah. getting a guy. I'm like, yeah. you! <laughs> so do you guys, do you guys have, like, a fond memory that, yeah, what, what's one of your fond memories? I just, uh, mostly the winter meetings and my winter rant when uh, <laughs> when when I had, after winning, after I had to give it up yeah. and I, to, to solder and my, that everybody went off against me. You know, I had like, I had like seven high games scored against me that season uh, and there was so you, no you, way. So you were a victim. Yes, I was a victim. You were a victim. Yeah. That so even we, in the 80s. That doesn't sit well with this show. <laughs> no. no, no. We're, we're I've grown, though. I've yeah, grown. You were a victim. Yeah. yeah. I was grown. No, we don't. So, so, Gary, do you have a victim story? Uh, no, I don't. No, actually, I don't I think don't. so. I don't, I'm not kind yeah. of into that. But uh, I think, actually, if you're asking my high moment, was watching Terry just like Meltdown. <laughs> and he had a couple of them. He had a couple of them. Yeah, yeah one with one of our former members, yeah. Mike Gloria. Yeah. That was actually good. That yeah. was excellent. Yeah. yeah. We had some head slapping going on. And... So, so <laughs> you know, with Zelani and your comments, you're making a place sound insane, right? But we've matured. And uh, so... I, I'm curious, Tom. What what has you continue to stay and play in fantasy football? What do you get out of being in fantasy football league? Well, I, I guess I'm a nerd. I I enjoy <laughs> the statistics part of it. Yeah. I enjoy watching football because I, I don't have to root for the Bears all the time. I'm rooting for my players. Yeah. And so it's a whole different way of watching football. Just don't go into a bar 
that's watching the Bears game and start rooting for the wide receiver for the team they're playing. Again. Yeah, <laughs> as he's cutting across the middle, breaking one off for sixty-seven and a touchdown. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to say one thing. Right. Is, is I'd like to take a shout out to Tom. For those of you who don't know it, I mean, having someone like Tom for the nerdy part of this yeah. is really is one of the reasons for success. Because we keeps the thing he, going. Keeps, you keep the records going, Tom. You know, and and we can go back and you know it's kind of fun. We talk yeah. about it and we give each other a bunch of. We'll give it to each other for the stats, yeah. but, you know, I mean, that's part of the success of the, the yeah. league, too. And he, well, he, yeah. what's amazing is he keeps friends. all the records for the last hundred years, years right? That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tom, you were saying? records since 85. So yeah. The first four years are a little sketchy because they didn't keep quite as detailed records. But I have one loss in points and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. So I have all that stuff. It's all available for, for sale. Is, <laughs> is, is Gary still the all-time wins leader? <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I think Gary's the all-time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think I'm catching up again because I've been on a yeah. roll last. Yeah, and years. I've been on a really down. Yeah, show. yeah. You, know, you lose Peyton Manning, it kind of makes it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gary had Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, Favre. for like ten years together, yeah. and it was a uh, that was a trouble. That was trouble because, I, in fact, I think I was t- saying to Tom, I don't, I never failed. I always played the wrong quarterback. Yeah, but they did. They did. They, well. okay. they did well together. So, Tony, how how come you? How come you stay into it? What, what do you get out of this whole thing? What do you love about fantasy football? I mean, what's better than being able to trash talk your friends and show your dominance over them? <laughs> Boom. That, right there. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, it. that's the bullet point. Right. And combining that then with the Sunday of religion, watching football all day. like That's true. It's all combining it's been, my favorite things. Yeah. But actually, like, rubbing, like, there's, is there anything better than playing, like, a guy who you kind of just want to beat and it's rubbing his face in the dirt? Yeah, that's fantastic. The, be- the best days are Tuesday and Wednesday, saying, "Oh, we got we're we're paired up this week." Yeah, yeah. you're going to awesome. get smashed. And, the yeah. thing, and, and let me add to the reason the show's together here is, is that you get your face, and you don't complain about and be a victim. No, nobody's right. a victim. That's right. Yeah, exactly. you just take it. You take yeah. it, and you're right. It's part of the gig. So, Darren, how about you? What has you stay playing fantasy football other than this incredibly weird league we're in? I'm sure you're in another li- weird league. But... <laughs> I, yeah, I used to be in a couple of leagues, but, uh, you know, you guys have the right title on your other league, the Bro League. The Bro League. Isn't that awesome? Uh, the Bro League. It's just an incredible way to, to hang out with guys and, you know, play, you know, and have, as we have, a very weird relationship, but uh, <laughs> it's still, it's bro time. Yeah, bro man. time, man. Yeah, it's what it is. It's so like. That's, a, that's always been the best. That's always been the greatest. Uh, you know, the best is always the draft. You miss the draft, which I did one year, but I won the league that year. Uh, you the draft. You're kind of missing it. Yeah, we had our we had our draft for the Bro League last night, and uh, I'm a, I'm hitting on about seven of the eight cylinders today because I had probably more than a legal amount of old styles <laughs> to consume, and way too many cigars too. I think that's the worst part. I I need a I need a keeper. I, first of all, I need a keeper so I don't make trades. That's right. But yeah, I, I said to we got to put me on. Yeah, but I also need program. a keeper when I start smoking cigars because I chain smoke cigars. Don't look at me. I was sitting next to you. I am definitely not one for self control. That is not a good idea. <laughs> chain smoking cigars. I gotta. I gotta stop that. So, yeah. do you have any tips on how I can stop chain smoking cigars? I smoke cigarettes, so I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm no help at all. How about you? 
No, no, uh, nothing. I, I think okay. I think that could get solved next January one with the legalization issue. I'll start chain smoking blunts and that'll be really good. Yes, yeah, right. right in the studio. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, that, right. that'll, be, that'll be great for the draft. Yeah, your ability will go down significantly. Yeah, especially yeah. when you get like sixth, yeah. seventh round. You're drafting. Who? I can't even read my paper, dude. Kellen yeah. <laughs> Winslow Senior. He's still he's on the board. He's, he's fantastic. Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Ecotech Pest Control is a local family-owned pest control company located in the Chicagoland area. We aim to provide environmentally responsible, effective pest prevention and elimination to our clients, following the principles of integrated pest management. From bedbugs to roaches, from silverfish to rodents, whether residential or commercial, Ecotech Pest Control will get the job done. Visit our website, ecotechpestcontrol.com, for a free estimate or call us at 773-570-0070 to schedule your service appointment today and tell them Into the Gap sent you. This is Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where we power wash the dingleberries of negativity hiding out in all those deep blue ripples that too often slow us down and keep us down. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our latest episodes are also available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and our website, intothegapmedia.com. Okay, back to the show now. Here's Mike. We're back. We're going to get into some football. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Bro who called in, Dennis. He's texting me now. He's pissed at me. Thanks for letting me drop in the 30 seconds on your show. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but we've got some limitations on how many calls we could take at one time. And I told him, you know, snooze, you lose. And now he's going to kick my ass. So, you know, oh, well. But, but bro, I mean, the bro league actually is named after bro. Bro, so after Dennis. That's where it came from. Dennis is, uh, yeah, that's one thing. Like the first, our first bro championship, uh, Shinebox, you're gonna love this. So it's me against Dennis or Bro, right? And it's on Monday night. Uh-huh. It's Monday night football, and the San Diego Chargers are playing. And that's when Chuck Muncie not only had a major cocaine oh. abuse problem, but was scoring Man, a bunch that of was touchdowns. Way back, yeah, was scoring a ton yeah. of touchdowns. Yeah, 1981, scoring a ton of t- touchdowns. So anyway, the Chargers bring the ball down to the one yard line. It's first and goal from the mm-hmm. one. I'm losing by five points. It's a touchdown league only okay and i've got four cracks from the one yard line with chuck muncie and he's got 19 touchdowns already in the season so i'm like high-fiving and like pumped and and four cracks at the goal line minus two yards i lose and dennis that's why that's why dennis isn't on here because he's just gonna brag and break my nuts right and so (laughs) i don't want to deal with it again and this happened 38 years ago right but but that's how that was actually the beginning of the bro league and it just it was just so nuts and dennis is calling me like every five minutes every time there's a play you suck you know like going crazy and it was just incredible but that was in back in the 80s when things were nuts you know we didn't we self-medicated a lot back then didn't we i did (laughs) yeah yeah so Anyway, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this year in the NFL and what you guys think. I, it, it, 
I think that the NFL is kind of in a time of transition. Like the really great players aren't going to be great anymore. Like the Tom Brady's right. kind of run their run their case, and and Drew Brees is done, and Favre and Peyton are gone, and I, you know, is Todd Gurley a money guy? So, like, I'm curious, what do you guys think? And do they that? represent the NFL? And the way we think about it, too. Yeah. This kind of whole thing has just changed. Yeah, it's, it's so changed. It's in sports, generally. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, who are, you, who are like, I want to know from each of you guys, who are, who do you see as, like, a real, like, count-outable either franchise or players that you just know are money? Yeah. Well, it's MVP from last year, Patrick Mahomes, in his second year. Like, yes. when you're saying, like, all these big stars are going away, well, yeah, yeah it's because there's new, younger stars coming in to kick out the old guys. Yeah, I love Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like... That was a it was a great year for drafts. Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson, and uh, so, this other guy can, in Chicago. I can I just name. put in Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were the two quarterbacks taken after Mitch Trubisky, right? Yeah. So Ryan Pace, great work, dude, to trade up to pass on those guys. Trubisky made the Pro Bowl. Oh my God! After seven guys didn't go. Do you yeah. want to know? So here, I, I don't know <laughs> if you guys know this. So Mitch Trubisky, uh, Ryan Pace trades up one spot with San Francisco so San Francisco doesn't steal Mitch Trubisky on him. Just think we would have been stuck with Deshaun Watson or Pat Mahomes, right? Yeah. But anyway, so, th- so he trades up, and then he also trades a third pick in that draft plus some other stuff. Do you know who the third-round pick was? Do you know what that, that draft pick turned into? Does Alvin Kamara mean anything to any of you guys? Alvin the, Ka- pick, the pick that the Bears traded. Turned into Alvin Kamara. So the Bears traded up one spot to pass on Patrick Mahomes to Sean Watson and gave away Alvin Kamara. That's the trade. That's a bad trade. That would put you in receivership in the bro league, right? <laughs> <laughs> and nobody talks about it. Everybody's, oh, this Ryan Pace guy. This guy's terrible. That's why I'm no longer a Bear fan because of stuff like this historically, year after year after year. Look it up, though. Alvin Kamara was Ryan. To... Ryan Pace is the reason you're no longer Bears. I hate now Ryan that Pace. now that we have some success. I hate Ryan in the last Pace. decade. I hate now Ryan Pace. is well the... actually Mark Tressman and the goof okay. with him. I just want to want to clear that up. Yeah, Mark Tressman was just a buffoon. But anyway, so yeah, so Gary, who is, who's who's well, you got Deshaun Watson? I got Deshaun Watson. I think that's a breakout for me. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. If this is a big year. If he doesn't do it this year, then it's going to be kind of like you know, like I said, I have a pretty low tolerance for that. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I let. Melvin Gordon, Melvin. Yeah, he got, just dropped him. Yeah, because he wasn't. He was intolerant, and he was a tool. He's a tool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's all the, the way to put yeah, it. He's from Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then, and, and then, my, and then the other one was the guy that that I had last year that got hurt was Fuller, the wide receiver. So oh, that's yeah. the connection for that me. That guy those, runs like a four two forty. That's right. Yeah. So if if that connects for me, this could be a really good. He's year. a domer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 So. Terrence, is there anybody you think that's going to break well, out this year's? Well, as as we talked about, guys on their on their. Uh, waning days i got i have tom brady and then i've got garoppolo who i bet the house on last year and i sat there and watched him you know he's been out for he he got broke he got another boo-boo didn't he yeah he got broke you know what bob we need to get some gap cream for jimmy garoppolo (laughs) and uh it's in development yeah so gap cream is is this product we're developing that you whenever someone has like either their feelings hurt uh, or a little boo-boo you put a little on you and you'll be okay yeah your kids got an earache yeah, uh, put a little gap cream. Doesn't on. want to go to school. Yeah. Give him the gap cream. So that's what we're thinking. In one of the middle rounds, I went and took a reach and uh, picked up the quarterback that's going to be backing up uh, Eli Manning, and I took Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Because I think he's going to. I think I think if he doesn't start, if he doesn't start by midseason, he's going to. He's the future if something else doesn't happen. Uh, 
yeah, cool. for those guys. So, Tom, how about you? Is there anybody you see? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I just want on that note, um, there hasn't been a quarterback taken in the first round that didn't end up starting in his first year since Carson Palmer in 2003. And he had a great career. Yeah. And so yeah. it's it's definite that unless an injury happens, Daniel Jones is going to yep. be the starter in New York yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. Some, by some time this year, yeah. That's what I'm banking on. Tom, <laughs> Tom is there anybody you're, you see is going to be kind of a breakout stud this year? No. No? In, in the, no. Uh, in fact, I'm sitting here bordering on clinical depression after my draft. <laughs> Cancel the season. Tom thinks uh, it's going to be awful. Oh, It was a weird draft last it night. It was a pretty leak, weak link. Yeah. Weak, weak group. There was not a lot of inspiration. Yeah, the highlight was the Italian sausage from dinner. Yeah, that was that, – well, it, 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 Zell even said he thinks it's a one-person draft. Which I had the first pick and I traded away because I didn't want to go through the adjective having to deal with it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's Tom, Tom's a yeah. It, so shine box, yeah. Go ahead, Tom. No, everything else is a coin flip. I mean, the yeah. running backs that were coming out, most of them are backups. Uh, I mean, the rookies. As far as the, everybody else, we know who the stars are. Yeah. But in the wideouts, all of them, they were all like second, uh, the, the second wideouts on their team. There's really. I don't feel great about anybody other than players that have already been stars in the league. Yeah, and yeah, even yeah. there, I, I think they're getting well. They're getting watered down because you have these running backs by committees. You have four or five wide receivers that are getting thrown to, rather than the old days where you'd have uh, Rice and Taylor. That was pretty much it in San Francisco, yeah. or in uh, you had Duper and uh, the guy down. Mart, what's the guy in? Uh, Miami. Clayton Duper. Okay. You're starting to sound like a crabby old white guy, though, Tom. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. You know, and, Tom? And the running back. There's, there's, there are very few, if any, running backs that are the bell cows anymore. So it's really a crapshoot, and, and you just get lucky. But I don't feel great about any of these guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I just hope the guys that I have will be okay. I, I've, I've made a, a career out of never picking anyone from the Chicago Bears. I just like because it's just too much of a, a headache. For and me. who was your first pick last night? David Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you how bad. That's, I, that, I that's know. A... <laughs> I know. This is just crazy about it. It's just crazy. So, so Shinebox, are you going to depress us even more with telling us there's nobody out there? Or, or what do you see is going on right now? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I, uh, I think the crop of rookie running backs is going to change, you know, the way people draft this year a little bit. Really? Who do you like? Out I of think them? they're deep and who do you like? They're out deep of them? and who's you know? Uh, I, well, I do like Montgomery. A, he's from Iowa State. Uh, and oh god, who's the guy? Oh, uh, <laughs> who's the dude in Oakland? Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. He's from you know, he's, Alabama. He's going to be working. Yeah. But I think uh, like Miles Sanders has got a shot in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. getting in there and playing a bunch. And you know, somebody's got to be the running back in Dallas, and they've got that rookie kid, Tony Pollard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think there might be you know in that group there's the next Saquon Barkley, yeah, who's going to jump up and go. So you know, and, and I I kind of hope there's more than one. So as you guys are talking about the the whole you know we, we we've mentioned quarterbacks and, and running backs. What's really interesting in, in the bro league because it's so old, we've always put a premium on quarterbacks, and we found that if a guy had a rock solid quarterback, that the the teams won. But when you read the media about fantasy football, all the emphasis is on other positions and they kind of view quarterbacks as a um, commodity kind of say, you know? Yeah. 
So I'd, I'd love to hear your take on that. Is What do you value? Do you value quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers? Well, like quarterbacks will score the most points of any player, but you can't compare quarterbacks to running backs and wide receivers. you got to be at a positional – because you won't put yourself in a position to win on a week-by-week mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. and against the person that you're playing against. And if you have a better quarterback and a better running back and two better wide receivers, you're going to win. But quarterbacks comparatively to each other – they all score about the same, except for the the I, high echelon guys. I was going to say when you got Mahomes, man, it, you know, there's like three fancy guys, right. and then there's a cliff, and okay. so that's where the commoditized QBs. Whereas running backs, wide receivers, right. they can churn up a lot of points. You start yeah. two of them, and they get injured all the time. No, I I, I get it, but it, it's really interesting, and and I've I've still have the belief that if you have that money quarterback, you're in a, I mean, Gary won a yes. ton of leagues. And when you won Terra, oh, yeah, it was, you, it was court, pretty much a lot of games. Yeah. I would say about 70% of our league champions are guys with that big, like Oxen. Ox went to four championship games in a row, four Bro Bowls in a row, because he had Drew Brees in, the, in mm-hmm. like, you know, Drew Brees' yeah. like heyday. Yeah. You know, 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. And I lost season. a lot of those to him because I had Pat, Peyton Manning. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, but, I, you know, to your point, I actually think there's a, uh, in all the positions, there's that gap. Yeah. There's like really good kickers, a couple really good kickers, and then there's a, there's mm-hmm. this group that's in between, and then there's the dogs. Yeah. Well, and look then at... you get, but tight ends, I've always felt, mm-hmm. are the one that's a differentiator because yep. there's there's very Wait, few there's really good three yeah. and then a that, gigantic gap, and, and yeah. it can be a difference a difference maker. Yeah, yeah I'm with yeah. Gary on that. If you got a if you got a tight end like one I passed on in the original draft, <laughs> that you know back then it wasn't it wasn't yeah. as common. And yeah. somebody at this table had Gronk forever. Yeah, that you know that's like being able to line up a fourth wide receiver yeah. and get him out there. He doesn't. He might not get the yard. Sometimes they do, but you know they're they're getting in the end zone. Yeah, you that's know, why I mean, you got if you got a if you got a scoring tight end, and if you, your tight end scores points and you you lose your game, then the rest of your team is out of balance. And you're, the guy you're playing's got Trey Burton. You're doing yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our weekly radio show, which airs Saturdays at one o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM, Evanston, Chicago. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where leadership, lifelong learning, and critical thinking are leveraged in the service of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes of that podcast, and this one too, are available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Let's go back to the show now. Here's my partner, Mike Sherrick. So what I want to do, I want to go to each one of our guests, and I want to get from them, uh, like, kind of their breakout and their bust, like, the, <laughs> at each position. So, like, your breakout quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We won't go to kickers, because... Thank God. You know... Well, Harrison Butker is the isn't that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 a stud. But so uh, yeah, let's start with Tom. Tom, who do you see as like the breakouts and the bus at quarterback this year? Um, uh, I mean, over the other years, I think Derek Carr is going to have a good year. Derek Carr, good. I like that. And how about the how about the bus, the bum, the guy who's going to like someone's going to want to shoot themselves in the mouth because they got him? Well, that's Joe Flacco. 
Uh, <laughs> people aren't going to draft Joe Flacco. I don't think people are counting on Joe Flacco. I mean, I'm talking about disappointing, like not meeting expectations. Joe Flacco will meet expectations. You know? Anybody okay. else? Well, in that case, then I, I suppose eh, I don't have any. I think everybody's going to be okay. It's, right. it's a quarterback league. But so you're, you're gonna, yeah, you're picking Derek it. Carr. Cool. Yeah, but I think you can get Derek Carr for a breakout. How about a running back? You got anybody a running back? The running back breakout? Yeah. It'll be Montgomery from Chicago. Oh, okay. Cool. And any bus at, at running back? Uh, the bus? Uh, nope. I don't have any bus there either. All right, cool. I think everything perform as expected. Okay, because, cool. Because, like I you're going to more committees, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Shinebox, how about you? Do you got a, a, a breakout quarterback? Uh... I'm looking for Jared Goff to go to the top of the league. You know, dude, dude, listen, you don't get to put the Ram stuff in anymore, okay? Oh, my uh, God. Jared Goff. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. All right. Great. Well, Jared Goff's a breakout. Huh? Well, he had a big year last year. Yeah, he did. Top that. He went you know, to the he's Super Bowl. He's got to work pretty hard. Uh, for you guys that yeah, don't know, true. Shinebox is a ridiculously huge L.A. Ram fan for some reason. Shocker. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 50, 50 years of that, man. Oh, my God. There's, there should be a program. Going for strong. You. Yeah. How about, how about running back? Yeah. Anybody you see at running back? I mean, Gurley's going to be the bust. You know that, right? You know, I I, I was going to say that, and okay. I thought, ah, I'll just let that sit because I don't want to jinx my own guy. Uh, a bust, a guy I think is overrated? Yeah. What, what has Kerryon Johnson done? Oh, my God. He's, he's the breakout. This and they've year, got him. Oh, We'll oh, see, I, I don't see it's a, it's a bad team. So I just I feel like <laughs> it's not him. I think he's on a bad team, and uh, it's just he's not going anywhere. Cool. So, all right, man. And wide wide receiver, wide receiver, looking for Calvin Ridley. Oh, please. All right. I think he's going to jump over jump over Julio. Okay. Well, cool. Thanks, man. That's awesome, Anthony. How about you? Uh, so this one might come as a shock for breakout quarterback, but. Um, the coach uh, for him has, ter- in his first year, always uh, delivered a oh, good no. quarterback performance. This is a Trubinsky. No. Who? Sam Darnold. Yes! Yes, 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 bro. <laughs> that was my first pick. That's what we took in a third pick. I picked yeah. Sam Darnold. The Jets are my pick to click. Breakout team? J-E-T-S. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, they, got, they had some guys uh, offensively. Gase uh, is a New coach there. Even though he's a former Bear coach and a bust out as a Bear Let's coach. Let's try not to hold that against him. Okay. Um, and, yeah, Darnold's going to Darnold's gonna do it this year. Outstanding, man. How about running back? Anybody you like at running back? Uh, running back, well, I was going to go with Montgomery, but uh, that got stolen from me. <laughs> um, and, no, uh, I really like Tevin Coleman finally getting the starting nine. San Francisco, that's San Francisco. nice. Yeah. He was yeah. always behind Devontae Freeman in Atlanta, and uh, I think Jimmy is going to suck as well, and so they're going to need to run the ball a lot. Yeah. How about wide receiver? Uh, let's see. I actually don't have anyone new at wide receiver that I think is going to pop off. I think it's all going to be the same guys. Do you know what I think is going to really step up and be a game changer is the guy in Pittsburgh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Without the Antonio Brown yeah, double without, coverage? Yeah, without. I think I, it could be. It's a, He's a good player. Yeah. We'll I'm hoping it's Moncrief. Huh? I'm hoping it's Moncrief, you know. Moncrief's going to catch balls. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're going to throw the ball. I, I just think all those those catches, I think he's just going to step up, you know? Okay. Yeah, so you got a tight end, of course. Uh, so we were talking offline on this. This is a deep sleeper tight end. Well, then my my original one, I'll do the homer pick, TJ Hawkinson in Detroit. Iowa Hawkeye, record setter for the Hawks. I'm feeling better about my draft now, you know, because <laughs> he's just, 
there's some that have been hit here. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And he's one of two uh, players taken in the top ten in the draft in the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Gary, how about you? Well, I was going to pick Darnold. Yeah, yes, because I followed you. That's how I wound up with Montgomery. Okay, so I wow. think yeah, but Carr was uh, I think would be there. I'll tell you, this is going to be the year, though, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that you're going to see the drop off, dramatic drop off in both Breeze. And Brady. Yeah. Yeah, I, think I mean, so this too. is going to be that. This is the year. And I and I went through it with Manning. It's a tough thing to go through. Yeah, the guy's yeah. been so dependable. But this, and I think that's. I think New England's in for a real shock this year. I yeah. think they're going to have a really. It's going to yeah. catch. Going to hit them right. Know. You know, it's kind of Boston's all of a sudden going to feel like, hey, yeah. well, what it's like to lose now, guys. Yeah, as yeah. a city, you know, they're going to lose it. You know, the, with the Red Sox now in uh, New England. So yeah. it's about time. Yeah, you got a wide receiver for us. Um, to look for. Well, I I picked Fuller. Yeah. I'm hoping he's gonna have his break back here. You know, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, he was he was really a kind of a stud there for a while. Yeah, and um, dude can roll. He can roll, so I, I think that would be great. And um, on the bus, I don't know. I mean, there's just there's such a I, I don't know what to say. Is yeah. is Antonio Brown going to be a buzz this year? Well, that, I you know what he's a tool. He's a he's a tool. But yeah, yeah. no, I don't think he's going to be. I think he's I don't think he's going to be a typical. I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be their offense. I think Oakland's going to be, you Good. know, seven and nine, eight and eight team, out of the dumpster. Yeah, yeah, it's not a dumpster fire anymore. They're, you know? they're going to be a real fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. They're going to be. A, they're going to be. Yeah, they're already a fun team, team to watch. watch. Yeah, team, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I yeah. do. Watch that, but they're fun. They're going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, yeah. Terry, you got anything? No, man. Everything's pretty much been covered. I'm more interested in hearing what you have to say. Oh, I don't have much to oh, say. You've got your cards in front of you. Read them. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, let's see. The, the quarterback that I think is going to be. It, I like David Carr and Sam Arnold. Darnold is is breakouts. Uh, the bust. I think Drew Brees is done. Yeah. You know, uh, running back. I think Gurley is toast. You know, I think you can't run on an arthritic arthritic knee. Uh, breakout running back. I don't know who it's going to be, man. I have no idea. I think Davin Cook from Minnesota might do. Something. He's got to do something now, right? Yeah. Uh, wide receiver. Like I said, the guy from Pittsburgh. I, I love. And you know, I, I don't know what's going to. I don't know what's going on in Atlanta, those guys, you know, Julio Jones. And in tight end, that guy Kittle is the only offense they have in San Francisco. So, anyway, that's what I – I don't know, though. I, I don't have a lot of it. But You know who uh, else is in that group, too? Is I, Rosenberger. It's another one, the third, yeah. you know, that group of the Breeze. Yeah. You know, that, it's like some two of those three are going to have a bad, bad year this year. Yeah, yeah. So I want to I want to check in with my partner Bob and see what he thought of this nonsense because he doesn't play no, fantasy a, football. A, actually, real quick, I don't play f- fantasy football. I grew up as an Italian American on the northwest side. My parents, <laughs> uh, my my father, and most of the family and his side, you know, immigrated here illegally, uh, <laughs> le- legally, not illegally, not illegally. Um, and uh, you know, I just want to acknowledge you guys for sticking together for like forty years almost. That's really yeah. incredible. And for those of you who don't know, like you know, my relationship with Mike moving about about a year ago, almost to, to this month actually. Yeah. And I had gone to Mike complaining of uh, pains to the sides of my head, and I realized it was my butt cheek squeezing my brain. <laughs> and uh, he kind of worked me out of that in the coaching realm. So, yeah. but uh, no, it's, it's it's awesome. And uh, I have no observations whatsoever. I'm listening to you guys. See you guys enjoy yourselves. That's yeah. what it's all about. Tom Shinebox, you guys got anything to say before we go? Thanks for being here. You're going down. Hey, you're going down. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm dominating. I'm dominating this year. I, I'm on, oh, you know who you didn't touch on? Kyler Murray. Tom, what do you think of Kyler Murray? Uh, I think he's he's good. Do you really? I think he's very good. I think he 
Yeah, I think he was the best, the only pick in this draft that I would have picked if I had the first pick. Okay. Be quick. We're almost done. Yeah. What do you think of Kyler Murray? I, I like him. He's going he's gonna to be a winner. All right. Well, that's what I hope anybody out there listening who's into fantasy football got something from this. Hopefully, at least entertained. <laughs> um, but I want to thank everybody for coming here. I want to thank our sponsors for being thank here. I want to thank my partner, Bob, for being here. Thank you. I want to thank Andy for, for doing what he does. And it was fun, and I was hungover. Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible. 